Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, folks. We are visiting with Josh Flagg, Senior VP Business Development at GNO Inc. Um, Josh, there seems to be that there, or there is an opportunity um, uh, here in Louisiana to uh, kind of get into this sector uh in a quick fashion and, and hopefully kind of corner it for a little bit in the Southeast uh, part of the United States relative to battery development for EV cars. Yeah, there's, there's a lot happening here. Uh, and the timing is, is, is actually pretty amazing. It's a, it's a confluence of, you know, a lot of different things in the U S I think, I think the beginning is that EVs are popular. You know, they're, they're selling. I think 10 years ago, people thought it wouldn't work. And, you know, you had a few hybrid models out. But when, when Tesla began to sell, you know, over a million uh, units or cars a year, uh, people are going to wake up that, that these things, you know, if designed right and, and if made well, are great vehicles. And, look, I, I sound a little bit like a shill for, for EVs because I own one and I love EVs. I'm a huge fan. But, but, you know, the reality is Tesla sort of proved to the world that if well-made, if well-designed, people will buy electric vehicles. Um, so, so you begin to see this demand continue to grow globally for, for these vehicles. At the same time, uh, COVID hits, the, you know, the federal government begins to pass various stimulus bills, you know, these big omnibus kind of spending bills to stimulate the economy coming out of COVID. In one of those bills, the, the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act, which was passed in, in 2022, uh, really put a lot of dollars into uh, tax credits for electric vehicles. But there was a stipulation. It said if you're a manufacturer, if you're Tesla, you're GM, you're Ford, and you want to offer the $7,500 refundable tax credit to your customers, you've got to buy a majority of your battery components from a U.S. manufacturer. And so what happened was you have all these suppliers around the globe that were supplying, you know, various pieces and parts to, um, to Tesla and GM and Ford and others that were making EVs scramble to figure out how to build U.S. operations to, to, so that they could then um, offer these tax credits to their, you know, to, to their customers, to the end user. And so there's just been this mad dash of, of EV operations looking for new sites across, across the country. So that's, that's really the first kind of two parts to this pretty fascinating story. 
Well, let's talk about uh, the market first off. Um, you provided a very rosy picture. Uh, I had an ec- uh, a subject matter expert on the show the other day that, that talked about the fact that a lot of dealers are now uh, stuck with EV vehicles that they have floor plans on and they're not able to sell them. You know, the, the first generation kind of purchasers, they feel like they've kind of run through those and, and they're having difficulty, even in spite of uh, a lot of the enormous that are provided uh, for that. That yep. doesn't mean that this goes away. Um, but it occurs to me that one of the bigger challenges is, um, ha- has the industry decided on what the technology is going to be from a battery perspective? Because there's probably three or four different options that are out there at the present time, and they're always making improvements there. How do you think that's going to impact the, the future of this? Yeah, that's that's a that's a great question. Um, you know, if you look at the different OEMs or the, or the different you know the different car manufacturers, they, they, they each will give you a different version of, of this. Uh, you know, I think Toyota has put billions and billions into researching what they call solid state batteries, mm-hmm. um, which has this substrate that separates the, the two nodes of the battery, which is which is solid permeable layer um, that that's a TBD. You know, if, if you listen to the rhetoric coming out of Toyota, the reason they, they put so much money into this is they say it's a lighter battery. It's easier to charge or faster to charge. Um, you get more range out of those batteries, but the, the the core truth is, you know, there's there's not a commercial vehicle right now that you can go buy that has a solid state battery in it. So so we just don't know yet. Tesla, um, you know, has not gone down the path of solid state batteries. Um, so I, I think the I think no one knows the answer though. You know, what's going to be the the ultimate sort of battery of the future? My, my guess is it, it'll it'll depend, right? It'll depend on who owns what type of tech, um, who, who's selling vehicles that work. I mean, you know, Tesla doesn't have a whole lot of need today to go spend billions and billions into something like a solid state battery because people are buying, you know, a million and a half to 2 million Teslas a year currently. And so, um, whereas Toyota is going to be playing catch up. And, and so, what type of I, battery I, does Tesla use? Do you know? So it's, it's a lithium ion battery, lithium ion. but it, it yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't use a uh, a solid state. You know, the substrate that separates the, the the two nodes of the battery, like like Toyota's trying to design. But either way, you do see lithium being this major, um, you know, mineral component that is in most of these battery designs, regardless. And so the need for a lot of these rare earth minerals, like lithium, like cobalt, like manganese, is is only going to grow. I think, regardless of of what type of of battery is, you know, becomes kind of the mainstream popular battery. Um, that's that's a big TBD. But we, you know, we even have exciting developments in that world. You know, we, I don't know if if you've seen this, but Exxon recently purchased uh, about a hundred million dollar parcel of land in southern Arkansas that really borders right there on, on the top of Louisiana. Um, around Magnolia, Arkansas, in what they call the Smackover Foundation, which is a, a big traditional oil and gas play, but there's a ton of lithium in there as well. And they have been very public that the reason they bought that land was to begin to to mine uh, lithium from that formation right on our northern border. So that's a that's a big deal. It's a big deal to see that you know Exxon, a major oil and gas player, is now getting into the lithium game as well. What do you see as headwinds for this industry from a regulatory standpoint? Uh, you know, we hear industry complaining all the time that they can make these fines, uh, 
there's no doubt that we need the rare earth mineral. Uh, we've empowered the economic engine of China by uh, importing a lot of this when we have a lot of it here mm-hmm. in this country, but we're not able to to mine it. Yeah. Yeah, there's there there will definitely be regulatory headwinds around mining the you know the process by which these rare earth minerals are mined and then where they come from, right? So if they're not coming from China, in many cases they're coming from very poor countries in Africa where the conditions are, you know, abhorrent, right? And so that's not good for for anyone that we're pulling cobalt out of you know, places in, in Africa where, you know, the, the workers are mistreated or, you know, the, the earth is not sort of well tended, you know, um, after the mine has been has been exhausted. And so I think there needs to be a lot of kind of global improvement around how the materials are mined, how they're processed. Um, you know, there's they're, they're effectively mined, put on a barge, sent somewhere, soaked in, in hydrofluoric acid, you know, what do you do with the waste materials after that? Um, there, there, you know, there will be continued regulation around the waste that comes out of, you know, creating these batteries. And then on the, on the far side, what, what happens when, when we're done with them? How do you recycle them? You know, what do you, what do, you do with old batteries that are no longer useful? And we have an amazing company in our region, in Advano, who's, who's working on some pretty novel tech around the recycling of batteries. So I think we'll see a lot of investment in, in, in not only mining and, and processing of minerals, but, but also in the recycling as well. And, and regulation, to your point on, on headwinds. I mean, we're going to have to figure out how to do this more responsibly, um, more responsibly locally, um, but, but also globally. And, and, you know, how do you make sure that the Tesla you, that you bought, you know, in New Orleans, Louisiana, is not full of materials that were mined in, in a place where, you know, human rights weren't respected? Like, those, are, those are all real challenges. Yep. All right, we're visiting with Josh Flegg. He's the... Um... Executive Vice President of Business Development for GNO, Inc. We're talking about electric vehicles. More importantly, the development of batteries here in Louisiana. There's a manufacturing opportunity for us. Uh, We'll be right back after the break. Stay with us. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.